0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and today we are going to talk about eating habits and traveling and a few habits that really help me support how I feel and how I want to feel when I travel and how I've changed those since I was... Since I was in my period of being extremely strict with my nutrition, how I've shifted my habits and how you can apply them to when you travel or when you are in a situation outside of your normal routine. And before that, I just want to mention I'm kind of sad because this is the last episode I will be recording from this amazing apartment that I've been staying in here in Vienna. The next week of my life is going to be a little bit crazy. I'm traveling to New York. I'll be in New York for about 24 hours and then to California. So yeah, some bittersweet, bittersweet sort of feelings here because I really, really enjoyed my time in Vienna. It's been a really great opportunity to have, you know, I've been here for a month. It's been an amazing opportunity to really settle into a routine here. I've been able to set up You know, I've been going to a gym here. I've started to make some friends. I've found, you know, my quote unquote, like favorite coffee shops and things like that. And I feel like a month is just enough to like get used to things and nothing feels old yet. I feel like I could probably stay another month or two and be pretty happy. And before we hop in, (laughs) I'm going to do a podcast episode on this at some point, but I want to remind you that the information that you see on social media, on the internet, even the information that you hear in this podcast, you are allowed to challenge that information, even if it's information that lives in your own head. So you might have, you know, one that's super common I hear from people all the time is like, I shouldn't be eating after X time of the day. And you're allowed to question those things that pop up in your head that you take to be true, because even though you are taking them as the truth, our thoughts are often not facts. They are often based on, Information that we've heard and we've transformed over the years. So I just want to let you know you're allowed to question things. And the reason that I say this is because I just saw on Facebook a horribly unfactual post from someone in a Facebook group that has like 80,000 members. And it's this post that is just like very fear about you need to be training each muscle group every three days or you're going to lose your muscle mass. That's not true. That's not factually true. But people will read that, they will take that as truth, and then they will be freaking out when they go three days or longer without training a muscle group. So it's a little, little rant for the day. But let's hop into nutrition habits that I use when I'm traveling. What I used to do when I traveled was one of two things. Either I would totally freak out if I couldn't work out and I would like half my starve myself to try to maintain whatever semblance of, of like body control I could, or I would just be like, eh, screw it. Like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then I'll just deal with it when I get home. And neither of those are a very balanced approach to nutrition because it would either be like a scarcity mindset of, oh my gosh, there's so much fear here. I need to make sure that my body stays looking exactly the same as it does now, or I'm going to feel like crap about myself, or it was Actually, both of them were kind of a scarcity mindset of, I need to get all this food in now because as soon as I get back home, I've got to get back on my healthy eating bullshit. And the reason why I was stuck in this mindset when I would travel of either being like, I need to control every single little thing or like, I don't want to control anything and I'll just deal with it when I get home is because what my body looked like was such a big part of my life. In my head I was like if I gain weight people are going to judge me people are going to think I'm not pretty I'm going to you know I'm not going to fit in any clothes it's going to be the end of the world blah 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 But then I had this sort of like competing thing in my head which was I love food I love traveling I love new things I love adventure and so in my head I was like well I can't have as much of an adventure or experience as many new things if I'm if I need to control my body and so I had these sort of like two little competing things happening in my brain. And so it meant that there was kind of a lot of guilt around traveling because either it was me making sure I went to the gym every single day and stayed as close as my to my diet as I could, or it was just like, nah, screw this. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then that would lead to guilt when I got home. Part of this, I want to just mention that part of the reason why I'm talking about this is because... One of the the really important goals of my group coaching program is to help you stop second guessing yourself around food and to feel confident and at peace in your eating habits in any situation, whether it's working from home, feeling like you're not constantly being like, do I, should I go to the fridge and get a snack? Should I not like, should I stop for lunch? Should I not? Or at the table at a family meal or out to a restaurant at some amazing place when you're on vacation. I want you to feel confident in making decisions around your eating habits in any of those situations. And this is exactly why I'm opening group coaching for enrollment up again on October 17th. This will take it's an eight week program. So that's going to take us through to Christmas. Um, I know I'm Jewish, I don't celebrate Christmas, but that sort of like holiday season is usually we have a lot more social events. Um, Often we're sort of like, I can't really manage my nutrition. I'll just start over again next year. And it ends up being this like weird bubble of a few weeks in which we don't really know what's happening with our eating habits. And it can often lead to feeling not super confident in our bodies, not super confident in how we're eating. And the confident eater is going to help you approach that season with ease and get you ready for next year. I can't believe I'm talking about 2023 already, but it's going to help you get you into next year without this feeling of like, oh my gosh, it's January. Now I need to get my eating habits in order. It's going to help you ease into all of this so that at the beginning of the year, you can focus on other things. So let's hop in to these habits. And the habits, these are, we're going to talk about three main habits that I rely on to help me pay attention to my nutrition without taking away from the experience of traveling and experiencing new things and being present in those experiences. And these are habits that align really well with my core values. And if if this is the first time you're hearing me talk about core values, this is something that in the very beginning of The Confident Eater we help you understand what your core values are and then how those apply to your daily habits. And so two of my core values are freedom and curiosity. The habits that I'm, I'm going to talk about today also help me feel physically good while I'm on a trip. So mentally, I'm like, yes, this aligns with my core values. But also physically, I'm like, yes, these are habits that support me physically feeling good. And <laughs> this is amazing because this is not what travel used to be like for me. And a little bit of background. I've traveled my entire life. I was not the kid. So I grew up in California. I was not the kid that went to like the lake or went camping. My dad is from the UK. Traveling has been a big part of his life, his entire life. Maybe someday on the podcast, I'll tell some of my dad's cool travel stories. He's got some pretty cool travel stories. Anyways, but I used to feel like, even though I was so well versed in what travel was like, when I was focused on controlling my body, when I realized like, hey, nutrition is important to me, I really struggled to find the balance because in my mind for many years, travel only had two options when it came to nutrition. Either I am strict as fuck and try to eat as healthy as possible, or I just eat whatever I freaking want. And then I come home feeling like I need an entire life overhaul to get back on track. I want to talk about a mindset shift that was really important for me to actually create habits around nutrition and travel that felt good. And I really needed to shift from, I am eating to control my body. And because I want my body to look a certain way, I had to shift to understanding all of the other reasons why nutrition and why eating a certain, why eating, I don't want to say a certain way, but why eating balanced meals on a fairly regular basis, I needed to understand why that was important to me outside of what my body looked like. And for me, the, and these are things that you may notice within yourself, maybe we're going to con- create some connections that you hadn't made before. But for me, when I, for example, if I eat really heavy meals late at night, I tend to have weird dreams or trouble sleeping. I know that, for example, if I eat a ton of dessert right before I go to bed, I have some really weird dreams. So I try in general not to do that, not because of what it does to my body, but because I really like my sleep <laughs> and I know how eating affects my sleep quality. People might be like a little weirded out that I'm going to say this, but I really like good poops. You probably really like good poops. Who doesn't like good poops? If you don't currently have good poops, that in some way is probably related to your nutrition, um, to your stress levels, or perhaps you have a a specific digestive issue. But for me specifically, when I don't drink enough water or I don't eat enough fiber, or I don't sleep very well, I don't poop well. And that leads to my stomach, not feeling great. I feel a little bit bloated, constipated, not a great feeling. So nutrition is important to me because I like to poop well. Also, my energy levels. I think this one is a really direct one that a lot of us can identify is like I know that I feel struggle. That was me trying to combine two words. I feel sluggish and I struggle to like feel alert. I struggle to use my brain if I don't eat well. And this doesn't mean like, oh, I eat a donut and all of a sudden my brain shuts down. But if I'm, for example, eating pretty unbalanced meals. So meals, you know, that don't really have protein in them, or I'm not eating any vegetables or, you know, I'm eating all like, I'm just eating carbs all day long. Like the next day I'll wake up and I will feel sluggish. I will struggle to think very well. And so this is something I try not to do very often. And then also nutrition is important to me because I love the taste of food. I love the experience of food. I love the feeling that I get from eating a satisfying meal. And so these are all reasons why nutrition is important to me. I didn't mention to support my training because I don't tend to focus as much on training when I'm traveling, but that would be something to add here is like, I feel great in the gym or in my workouts when I eat well, and when I eat balanced meals. And these are all reasons that have nothing to do with what my body looks like. And so while yes... Eating balanced meals does support my body looking a certain way, or it can support my body looking a certain way. Those are not my focus anymore. I want to make it really clear that I am someone that loves food. I am not someone that's like, oh, you know, like I just like I eat to live because I like food is fuel, whatever. No, I love food. I love the experience of trying new things. I love the experience of going to restaurants. I love the experience of choosing a restaurant and talking about the food and talking about the food afterwards. I love all that stuff. And I want to be clear that also what I look like is important to me. I'm not going to pretend that it's not. I'm not going to pretend that all of a sudden, oh yeah, I just don't care what I look like. No. what I I do want to look good. But instead of what my body looks like or my body weight being the primary motivator for my eating habits, now my motivators are what I actually like, how I like to eat, how I feel, and if you didn't listen to the last episode on carbs and carb cravings, I mentioned something called liking versus wanting. And I highly recommend you go back and listen to that if you haven't yet, because liking versus wanting is a concept that I think is really important for understanding how we approach food as someone that freaking loves food, which is totally me. So the liking versus versus wanting concept really applies here. So go back and listen to the last episode if you have not yet. Let's talk about what these specific habits are, and these are habits that work for me to travel, continue to pay attention to my nutrition, and also not fall back into a restrictive or or all-or-nothing mindset around food. These habits are, I set my minimum requirements before I go on my trip. The second one is, I focus on two main mindful eating practices And the third one is I choose the things that are really important to me and I let it be okay to not have the things that are not. And so I want to dig into this. So when I say I set my minimum requirements and I have a podcast that walks you through the step-by-step process to actually doing this. And I don't remember what episode it is, but I will link it in the show notes. And I highly recommend listening to that episode. I think it's like 10 minutes long. It's not very long. And so for me... My minimum requirements, and these are similar to when I'm at home, but traveling, because routines are different, sometimes we have to put a little bit more intention behind them. So my minimum requirements when I travel are daily movement, paying attention to my water intake, aiming to get protein and vegetables in at most meals. And that's mainly it. Those are kind of like the three big ones that I focus on. And I want to be clear that sometimes this means I do have to go out of my way and make extra effort to get these things to happen. And so this, I think sometimes you can be like, well, isn't that being like restrictive or being strict? No, because I'm doing these things because I want to, not because I have to. I'm doing these things because they support me, not because they are in some way controlling to me. And so what that means is I do make an effort to think ahead for my day, be like, okay, well, I think we're gonna eat dinner at this place cool. So I know like maybe that place won't have a ton of veggies. So maybe I'll try to have a more veggie heavy lunch. Um, I will make an effort, especially if I'm staying somewhere that has a kitchen or staying somewhere for a longer period of time to seek out and go to grocery stores. I also, I'm a weirdo. I love grocery stores, especially in new places. So I do that. It's something I like to do, but it also helps me, for example, If I know I'm going to be eating somewhere that maybe doesn't have a ton of veggies or fruit available, I may buy veggies or fruit so that I can snack on them to keep my fiber intake a little bit higher so that I do have those good poops that we talked about. And some of the effort also goes into when I sit down to eat at a restaurant, I will, if the restaurant menus are in a language I understand, I will read them well. I'll look and I'll really like See what is on offer. I'll look at what other people are eating at the ta- the tables next to me. Google Translate is awesome. I just realized that you can use you can hold Google Translate up to a photo, so like up to a menu, and it will translate it for you, which is such a game changer. I've been using it all the time here in Vienna because I don't speak German. And then when it comes to movement for me, that means like I'm gonna walk as much as I can. I enjoy walking. I think it's a great way to see places. And then if it makes sense, depending on the length of time that I am on a trip, I may or may not work out. So here in Vienna, I've been here for a month. I definitely found a gym and I've been sticking to my fairly normal workout program. And that feels good for me uh, because one of the goals here was to create a fairly normal routine. If I'm traveling for a weekend or for a couple of days, I probably won't make the effort to find a gym. If I feel like it, maybe I'll do some yoga. I might do like a body weight workout or something short if I feel like it, but if it's a couple of days, I'm not really that worried about it because I know that I will be moving a lot just because that's the type of traveler I am. Habit number two is sort of a combination of habits. And this is, I focus on two main mindful eating practices. And these are, if you have not yet joined the mindful eating mini course, you are going to learn these are sort of like the precursor to these habits to get you in, in, I'm about to be, get you in the habit, but like get you accustomed to practicing these habits. You're going to learn these in the mindful eating mini course. And those are putting my knife and fork down between bites and respecting my hunger and fullness. And so for me, these are habits that I've been cultivating now for years. And at the beginning, they were tough because I would get excited especially when I was traveling, I'd get excited about food and I just want to eat it all as fast as I could and get it all in. And I would often eat when I wasn't hungry or eat past the point of fullness because I was on vacation and I wanted to take advantage of food. And these two habits are really helpful for me to one, be able to actually savor the food that I'm eating rather than just eating it all because I'm excited about the idea of food. So the knife and fork between bites helps me eat a little bit slower. And respecting hunger and fullness also helps me leave food on my plate, even if something is really tasty, because I've already like savored each bite. I've realized, you know, hey, first bite is amazing. Second bite, slightly less to the point where I'm like, I'm either full or this isn't tasting as good as I thought it was anymore. And it also really helps me savor the really good stuff and choose foods that are both satiating physically and satisfaction like that satisfy my taste buds. You know what I mean? So those are two really helpful habits. And then the third thing, and this is like a big mindset shift, is I choose the things that are really worth it to me and I let it be okay that I don't eat the things that aren't worth it to me. And this, I'll give you an example. So I went to Japan in 2019. If you've ever had a conversation with me, I probably have mentioned how much I loved that trip and the food, I mean, the food in Japan is insane. And one of the things that I love the most was the mochi. So mochi, if you don't know what it is, it's like gelatinous, it sounds weird. It's gelatinous, like rice paste wrapped around like a filling. And I was obsessed with red bean mochi. And for me, trying red bean mochi it was so worth it to me because all of them were a little bit different. They were really tasty. And for me, that was so worth it. But also, I let it be okay that if I took a bite of a red bean mochi and it was like, oh, this one is not that good, I didn't have to finish it. And before I started practicing mindful eating, when I was still really restrictive in my eating practices, I would have been like, well, I need to finish it all because tomorrow I've got to pick back up on my healthy eating or whatever it was. And honestly, I used to be a really impulsive eater. I realized that I was impulsive, but I didn't realize that it was something that I could deal with in a different way or I could approach differently. And so, for example, in the past, I might have, you know, passed by a bakery with some amazing looking baked goods in it, being like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm just going to order something and I would eat it. And I would, even if it wasn't that good or wasn't as tasty as it looked, I would have just finished it all. And then I would have probably been like, "God, I wish I didn't eat that." And I would have felt guilty. blah 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 blah. But now, because there because I do practice unconditional permission to eat, because I can choose the things that are worth it, and I and it's okay if I don't eat the things that are not worth it, I can do two things. I can pass by a bakery and be like, "Oh, Am I, do I want this just because it looks really good? Like, can I actually just like eat with my eyes in a sense? Like take in the colors and the, you know, look at this and smell it and let it be okay that I don't eat it. Or can I choose something and if it's worth it, really enjoy the hell out of it and move on with my life. And if it's not worth it, be like, oh, well, okay. I had a bite. It was fine. And, and, and I can, I don't need to eat the whole thing. And I want to let you know, like some things are really freaking worth it specifically, two things stick out in my mind. One is there is this mochi donut at Winson's Bakery in Brooklyn, New York. And it is like sweet and salty and crunchy and chewy and sugary. Oh my God, it's so good. So good. But to be honest, it's probably better in my mind than it is in real life. And then also there was this pistachio filled croissant in Sardinia that was just like insane, insane. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, some things are worth it and some things are worth eating more than your body needs because they're so freaking tasty. But a lot of things I've learned personally, I don't think they are. And I want to let you know that sometimes I do still overeat both at home and while I'm traveling, and that is okay. I want to reiterate, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, that overeating is a part of normal life. Like It's not like you get to a point where you're like, oh, I eat normally and I never overeat that's, that. it would be weird if you never overate. But when you sort of focus on a few specific habits, rather than trying to control yourself all the time, or on the flip side, be like, I can't control myself. I have no power over my own actions. When you start focusing on things that are important to you and sort of letting go of the things that aren't that important, you can zoom out and realize that like, even if, you know, I ate a donut and a pizza today. Like, that's not my normal day-to-day life. And sometimes I do come back from a trip feeling like, oh, my body is a bit fluffier or I'm retaining water or my digestion's a bit off. And sometimes I don't. I usually really enjoy getting back into my normal routine just because it feels comfortable and I like it and it's easy for me. But I don't get back into my normal routine as a punishment or because I feel like I need to quote unquote, bounce back after a trip. And that is what's different because it comes from a place of compassion. It comes from a place of, I do this because I want to, I eat this way because I want to, because this is how I want to live my life. Because for me, travel is a big part of my life. And if for me when i travel i am not able to be flexible i am not able to have that balance between paying attention to my nutrition and enjoying the experience of food while i'm on a trip if i can't have that balance i don't enjoy my life as much and hopefully this resonates with you as well and with that um please check out the show notes because there are a couple things that are going to be really helpful for you one is the mindful eating mini course if you have not taken that already It's three simple habits that are going to really help you develop mindful eating practices. And the second thing is the confident eater. If you are someone that wants to be able to feel ease and to be flexible in your eating habits without feeling like you're either on or off the wagon or to feel like you are in charge of the way that you eat rather than feeling like food is kind of in control, the Confident Eater is going to help you get there. There, it is a structured curriculum. We have coaching calls. We have so I've put in exercises for you to take and put into your daily life, so that you learn and then you actually integrate what you've learned and try it out. And you're able to ask me questions about it. You get coached. So definitely check out in the show notes the link to join the waitlist for that, um, because you will get a discount on enrollment if you're on the waitlist. And with that, if you have not already left a rating or a review for the show, please do that. That is no matter, even if you're like, I am never going to do coaching with you, Jillian, you're cool, but no, thank you. That is an awesome way to support the podcast and support the work that I do just by leaving a, a rating and or a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And with that, thank you so much for being here and listening. And I will see you again next time from a different country. I will see you again the next time I record a podcast. I will be in California.